Okay, who is Ella Henderson? Um, the the nutty northerner that somehow has ended up winging a career in music <laughs> and doesn't know how it's happened. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Celebrity Search Engine with me, Abby McCarthy. We've been scouring the internet high and wide looking at those Google autofill suggestions to find the questions the world most want answered about their favourite celebs. Every week, we're bringing a new guest onto the podcast to face up to the celebrity search engine. We've got the all-important questions. Hopefully, they'll have the answers. Things could get very lively from now on in. All right, let's get started. On the show this week, we have songwriter and pop star extraordinaire Ella Henderson. Hang on. I should do it in this voice. Ella Henderson. Hi, Ella. Welcome to the podcast. Great to see you. Hello. Lovely to see you too. Always good to hang out, but especially when there's great new music to talk to you about. So you, the House Gospel Choir, and Just Kidding, all teaming up on what is a huge anthem. So talk to me about how this song came about. I mean, um, this song was like... I feel like it came together quite quickly, but I've had it for a little bit of time. Um, so wrote it and recorded it with some of my favorite writers and producers, Rob Harvey, Lewis Thompson, who was just kidding. And uh, Rudimental actually the guys that introduced me to the House Gospel Choir. And they were like, Ella, you've got to do a record with them at some point. And when I heard their voices, I was like, absolutely. Like, it's just a matter of when and how and which song. Um, and as soon as I recorded this song down and everything, I was like, there's something missing. So we got them in the studio and recorded their vocals. And even though I think there was only like 15 of them recorded it sounded like 15,000 it was just surreal um but yeah it's amazing because like I just feel like it's a record filled with like loads of positive energy positive vibes a lot of love and um yeah like working and collaborating with them has just been so much fun like they just bring so much life to um to the studio to just being around you on set and stuff that it's been a lot of fun this record and I think that's what we need right now is just a little bit of Fun. Now there's a couple of videos you've put up on your Instagram of all of you in the studio and like you say it just looks like the most fun ever. God, it was. I think as well like because for so long as well we weren't allowed to be around other human beings so when we all went and got PCR tested to actually be in a room together to record that was one mm -hmm. thing and then like 
I don't know, just being around like people that are just into the same thing as you and like we're all creatives. We all just want this record to sound banging. Um, the whole thing just like fell into place. But as soon as, and also just singing with them, like I love mm. singing with other singers and singing with people that are literally like up there on levels of like vocals is just, I love it because it just challenges me as well. Yeah, I mean, everything's better with a choir, isn't it? That's just... That's just how yeah, it works. I, I just I said to them, can we just go around everywhere in life together like this? <laughs> and this is what happens. <laughs> I mean, that would be amazing. I vote yes. So you're signed to Rudimental's label, Major Tom's. Obviously, you mentioned Rudimental a little bit earlier. I love those guys. I mean, they've created some of the, the best kind of party music of, of the last few years. But are they good label bosses? Are they nice? Are they strict? They are. No, they're really, really cool. <laughs> I think what's really wicked is because I have four guys there that are just like, they're, even though, you know, that there is the crazy fun and artist side to them, there's also like this creative backing that I've never had in my career before, which mm -hmm. is like, you know, if I have a vision for something, they creatively help that happen for me in the background. Um, and, you know, normally everything's so business led and can be a bit more robotic, but having people that just understand it from an artist perspective and from the music side is incredible and amazing. But um, but no, they're, they're, they're wicked. They're like family. I mean, I'm literally like their little sister that I think they wish they'd never had because I'm just <laughs> constantly annoy them. It's just it's a very close knit um, family vibes and and it's all about love and just like it, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Even being up on stage with the boys is just a lot of fun. I did a festival with them the other week and it ended up being me, Amory, John Newman, Will Hurd. Um, Morgan, who's also signed to the label, like, and was all just like running around on stage. We join in on each of the songs. We just take on the role of being a backing vocalist for each other because it's just fun to do. And I don't know, it just it you lose the whole sense of what um you know what everything normally is meant to be like. I feel like you just it's just about performing and just making sure that the audience have the best time. Um, and it doesn't matter what we do with that. And it's just, it's just fun, man. Like I, I love it. I love them being part of my journey. It feels amazing. As well as writing and releasing your own bangers, you're also just, you know, casually writing smash hits for other people as well. So do you have to get into kind of like a different groove, a different headspace to write for others? No, I always write from like my own perspective and everything I write is initially always kind of for me. Um, mm. I guess it's just a case of sometimes I end up writing stuff that just is like, oh, okay, I really love this, but I don't know if it fits within my project or my album. And when I wrote Lighter, I never anticipated it to end up sounding the way it was and the way it is now. I wrote that as a piano ballad. Um, and then all of a sudden the producer took it away, sent it to Nathan Dorr. Nathan Dorr loved it and then was like, oh, I also want to get KSI on it. And then by the time it got sent back to me, I was like, oh, this is great. Who's singing on it? And I was like, it's you. I was like, it sounds like a chipmunk. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the, that's what I mean. Like things just tend to happen and they kind of fall into place. And if they're meant to be, they're meant to be. And yeah, I just never would have anticipated how that song started for it to have done and be what it is now, um, which is also really cool because I love all that part of the creative process as well. And as a writer, like, I don't know, I find that almost even more complimentary. Like if somebody mm -hmm. um, like uses a song that I've written and, you know, they think it's good for them. Like I, I, I love that feeling. Do you think you'll end up doing more of that? Maybe I guess it. It depends, doesn't it? Because you're so focused on your own projects, but every now and again, you're going to write songs and you're going to be like, yeah, I know I know the person to pitch that yeah. to. 
Yeah, for sure. Like um, I'm planning on at the moment, I want to get in the studio with Griff because she's an amazing writer and producer. Mm. Um, we've been talking about doing that and also Mimi Webb. I know that um, I want to, I, I feel like she's an artist where I, I don't know, I feel like I could help tap into that. And I've been speaking with her about doing some stuff. So yeah, I'm always like, I think you've got to organically really like connect with something or someone and be like, oh no, do you know what? I feel like I could give something or bring something to the plate with that. Um, I mean, you never know. You just never know what comes out of sessions. The amount of times I've gone into rooms and and thought, oh, I'm just gonna write such a crappy song to get today, or I'm not even in the mood for writing today, and then it ends up being like you're single. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, this is actually really good. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's weird. You never know with the creative process, and it always happens differently every time. So I think you've just got to always go in with an open mind. Right, Ella, before we go any further, let me explain how today is going to go down. So we've been through the internet. We found a bunch of stuff that people really want to know about Ella Henderson. So it's time for you, Ella, to face the celebrity search engine, dish up those answers that the world wants to hear. Are you ready? Let's do it. She suddenly looks terrified. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, first stop is Google. That's where we all start with our searches. So let's type in Ella Henderson and the word who. I mean, the first question, who is Ella Henderson? How would you begin to describe yourself? Okay, who is Ella Henderson? Um, the, the nutty northerner that somehow has ended up winging a career in music <laughs> and doesn't know how it's happened. <laughs> no, I guess, I guess, yeah, like that's literally it. Like I come from a very small town and I guess careers like mine don't happen to people where I come from. So it's, you know, it's, it was, it's always been like a lifelong dream of mine, but for it to actually be a reality is kind of surreal. And I'm always reminded of that whenever I, like at the moment, I'm actually back at my parents' house. And whenever I come back here, I'm always reminded of that. Just like, it's just so like, it's like a time warp when I come back here, but I love that. Also, Nutty Northerner would be a great album title, just saying. I know. <laughs> I'm going to write that on the list. Not that. Thank that, yeah. That. that can be like my album when I'm like four, in my 40s and I've just gone like absolutely crazy. Yeah, you've taken a really left artistic direction. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait. I just start doing like <laughs> punk and rock. <laughs> when was the moment for you that you really got into music though? Are we, are we talking like teeny tiny Ella Henderson wanting to sing at school or was it like later on that you found your love of music? Yeah, I mean, I've always had a love for music and there was always a piano in the house. I'm the youngest of four. Nobody played it, but um, I just took a take into it. And I used to like like writing poetry in English classes in school and primary school. And I was quite good at it from a young age. Um, I always used to win like little awards for like poems and stuff. So I think maybe that and me just taking a life into the piano formed songwriting accidentally by um, quite a young age. Because I'd say by the time I was like seven or eight, I was like just making up songs on the piano and I didn't really have I had the odd piano lesson here or there but I was very bad at like the classical um grades and stuff like I was more like I'd like to learn by ear and just learn chords so I could like just complement what I wanted to sing over it and my granddad was a massive influence as well he um I used to stay there like nearly every weekend at my grandparents house and he was massively into his soul and jazz and swing music and he had like an old record player and would often play like Ella Fitzgerald, Billie Holiday, Etta James, like just proper empowering female voices on this like crackly record player. So I think like my early, my early like nostalgic 
flames of music is I always go back to that. And I think that's what made me fall in love with kind of like having a big vocal and a big voice. That's you now. That's you killing it with your big vocal. Uh, The next question that people want to know is who is Ella Henderson dating? (laughs) Hilarious. Um, (laughs) I'm so intrigued though to, to, if like, does it come up with anything just really random? We'll see Ella. As time goes on, it gets a little bit more random. Yeah. Okay. So who's Ella Henderson dating? Um, I am dating my, my fella. I've got a fella. I've got a boyfriend. We're a little lockdown success story. And we met on a dating app and we at first was really shame to say it, but now we're not because I guess loads of people <laughs> these days. Um, but yeah, Jack, Jack is, um, we've been together a year now. It's gone really, really fast. I think like if you can survive lockdown, you can survive anything. But um, mm. yeah, I guess it's really nice because we come from, very different backgrounds but very similar we're actually originally from the same like he grew up and was born and grew up in Scunthorpe I'm from Grimsby which is literally like next door to one another our families all live in Lincolnshire um, and he uh, has just retired from Olympic swimming so he's amazing in that kind of world and then I do my singing thing Um, so he gets it he gets the job and he gets like the sacrifice side to everything that I have to do which is great and that I'm often like not around but it's great like he just gets it and to find a guy that's um, that's fully understanding of that is quite difficult. Also, just from looking at you guys from afar on Instagram, you look bloody cute. Oh. Just saying. <laughs> Thank you. You really do. No. Uh, lots of people also searching who beat Ella Henderson on X Factor. Ooh, um, quite a lot of people because I came off halfway through. <laughs> um, Rylan even beat me. Um, did he? Yeah, how did that happen? Oh my goodness me. No, I know, yeah, Rylan came off the week after me, which is, we always say to this day, is like, Ella, is like, I'm a better singer than you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, James is the one that went on to win, uh, James Arthur. He went on to win the show. Um, and yeah, there was like six contestants at the time. And I, I think I came sixth. So there's five other people that went on to do the show. But James is the one that went on to win. He was the little dark horse. And um, to be fair, because I came off to him, I was like, you better go win this show now. And he did. So if he didn't, I'd have been very upset. That year, though. So, yeah, you had Ryland, who is just an icon. James Arthur, Lucy Spraggan, I think, from yeah. looking earlier. Yeah. So it's amazing how all of you, you know, really used it as a springboard to, to long careers in the in the biz. Are you still in touch with any of those people? I mean, James, obviously yeah. you've written with recently. Yeah, we are. We're all on a like an X Factor 2012 WhatsApp chat. Um, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, anytime I come off, there's always like 150 unread messages, and I have to like play full on catch up. But it's just really nice to see where everyone's <laughs> at in life, and if anyone's going through something. Like, it's it's weird. Like, we were all so so close for such a strange and odd reason. Um, but yeah, I think it's really nice that it is like that. Like, everyone always reaches out to one another and just checks in on one another, and we all have a little laugh on there and go down memory lane. Like, there's always just like the dreadful photos from like uh, <laughs> like living in a hotel with everyone that, that pop up. And like, I just look so young. I mean, I was so young. I was literally, I'd just turned six. Yeah. Um, so I look like a baby on so many of them. Oh, bless you. So 2012 was the year that you were on X Factor. So you've basically been in the industry for, for nearly 10 years now. I mean, and like you say, you're still a spring chicken because you were only like 16 when you when you did it. It's amazing. No, it's mad. I feel like it's I feel like Benjamin Button, but in music. <laughs> 
like I just I'm going backwards or, or something's not happening I don't grow up it's really, or Peter Pan maybe that's a better way of putting it um yeah that's it she doesn't age oh no, yeah this is it now yeah I, I definitely see that as like a huge advantage that I did come into this industry so young because you learn so much um mm-hmm. being at the age of 25 when a lot of people like start their careers out there and having like nearly 10 years knowledge it's it is it is mad so how do you feel about x factor now like looking back have you got loads of fond memories with obviously some friends that you still keep in touch with or are there bits that you just cringe about or have really wanted to forget quite quickly I don't want to sound biased or anything but I do feel like the year I was on it it was a really special year you had the likes of like James Arthur and characters like Rylan and um and it was just an amazing experience for me. And, you know, I look at it now, though, and I do think, like, how the hell at 16 years old did I put myself through that? Like, because it is a lot of pressure at a young age. Well, it's a lot of pressure anyway for any age. Um, but to do it at 16, and I know I sound like Louis Walsh, you're 16. Um, but no, but it, was, it, it is mad because, like, my nephew is 15 and I'm like, in a year's time, would I let him do something like that? Like, I'd be like to my sister, mm-hmm. no, don't, because... I don't know, just like, especially the world we live in now, it's so like social media led and online and stuff. And, um, but yeah, my memories of it are really fond. I also just cringe out so much when I look back at what I wore on my first audition. Oh no, what was it? Jog my memory. It was a floral dress with like, I had like a retro roll in my hair, a floral dress, navy tights and high top trainers. Oh, wow. (laughs) And I thought that was legit, like the best outfit ever at the time obviously yeah Yeah, you obviously walked in like look at me guys no I know and I look back and I'm like oh bless her like it's like an out-of-body experience (laughs) (laughs) um the time though that probably was cool yeah and it's so funny now because my stylist as well is always like to get you in a dress is I can't get you in a dress now so the fact that you used to love bombing around in dresses is just hilarious and I'm like yeah it is actually Obviously, it was a total whirlwind on the show. Then you released your debut album. Was it nice for you to take, you know, a few years out after that to really figure out what you wanted to do next? Yeah, for sure. I think a lot happened very fast for me and like nothing can prepare you for it. And I went away. um, Obviously, I released my single Ghost of my album at 18 years old. And that kind of catapulted my life to just this like craziness, Um, which, again, I'm so grateful for. But again, nothing can prepare you for that. And for years and years, I was just like touring in different countries on and off planes. Um, And yeah, there was a huge part of my life that felt so amazing. But then on the other side to it, like I never got to do normal things or like see my friends, see my family, like the amount of weddings, funerals, christenings and just like big life moments, birthdays that I missed out on that. um, I think when it came to transition of going into my next record I did really want to just figure out okay who am I where do I live what makes me happy outside of music and create a life for myself because otherwise you just have this like amazing life but then behind everything is just like this hollow person and that's just definitely not me um like my there's there's so much more to life than that for me um and I wanted to make sure I had that and had that like solid unit around me before I went into it again so yeah, I definitely say I created like even things like I was like renting a flat and I didn't even understand how that worked. Like, cause it's not normal for an 18 year old to like be renting a place in London on her own. Like I'm a Northern girl mm-hmm. that like, I'm lucky if I get to like go to uni in Manchester or something. So like living in London <laughs> and like doing it on my own two feet was just surreal. And um, 
going and getting my first sofa and like putting it in my flat and like putting my first TV up on the wall and just all these things that like I needed to do for myself. Yeah, absolutely. I totally get that. Okay, it's time to shuffle those letters as we slide from the who's to the how's. The infamous question on this podcast, it's the one that makes everyone squirm. I have warned you. How much is Ella Henderson worth? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone says this, they actually don't know. Because I know, I know, like, I see what my income is when I'm doing, like, gigs here or there and stuff, and I'm like, oh, great, looks great on paper. But once you start paying all your invoices out, your band, your management fee, your agency fee, and then the tax man comes, it's a lot different. <laughs> um, so well, um, it's so funny, though. What does the internet say I am worth? I was going to say. So according to a few sources online, it says $180 million. So drinks on you next time I see you, please. May, if that was the case, I would be living on an island. I wouldn't, like, it's so funny, isn't it? Oh my God, I'd be driving like a Rolls Royce. Um, life life would be very, very different if, um, if I was. Yeah. It's, it's an intriguing one though. It's funny. Um, I, I wonder where them numbers have come from as well. <laughs> You're like, I hope they're true. That'd be nice. I know. <laughs> what has been your big like splurge purchase though? Was it maybe like after you got a bit of a paycheck for your your first record, or when you signed with the label? And yeah, what did you get? Oh, my house. Probably. <laughs> it's quite a big deal. <laughs> yeah. No. Definitely. I'd say my house. I think for me, um, like. I bought it when I was nine, like 19, 20 years old. And like to buy a property in London at that age, that is something I'm super, super proud of. And I feel like it's very, very mature of me because I could have easily invested my money into just like, I don't know, just all sorts of things over the years and rented and just wasted it. But um, the good advice from the old man was like, no, no, buy your house, get on the property ladder. And, um, and I, and I love it. I do like it. Cause kind of like, it gives you something to work for and, and work towards. And like, yeah, I just like the feeling of feeling quite settled and that it's, it's your home. I'm a homely lass basically. So my home's definitely the thing I'm proud of. <laughs> that's the Northern in you that, isn't it? it is, uh, yeah. So that's the who's and the how's done. So now we're on to the autofill suggestions. And this one made me laugh so much because I know both of you. Uh, Did Ella Henderson and Tom Grennan date? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Definitely not. Um, Even though we get on like an actual house on fire, um, we definitely haven't. We're like the best of friends and... The song we've done together, like bringing him on the record for Let's Go Home Together, he absolutely nailed it and smashed it. And that just like made our friendship blossom so much. Like we need to, he's got a missus anyway, and I've got a fella and we keep saying we need to double date. And we also want to go on like a skiing holiday, but our managers won't let us because they think we'll break a bone and then we can't perform. Um, Oh, yeah, that would be bad. (laughs) But um, no, yeah, he's such a good mate. But it's so funny because... The video of the song, I can see why people think there might be chemistry, but the funniest thing is, like, he had the worst garlic breath during that. <laughs> Stop! He just had garlic bread from Nando's when we shot, like, the, the intimate scenes of us, like, being together, and I was like, really? Like, why would you eat garlic? Just I love garlic, but not, like, being breathed on me during a video. Oh, God, no. Yeah, that's not, not what you need. Did you get asked that question a lot, though, like, in interviews when you oh, were kind of promoting God. that single? Because I guess... 
because of because of the nature of the duet and like you say the video there's yeah. chemistry because you're really good mates people are probably like oh okay something's going on there it's so funny because I often get asked um because I wrote the song with James Arthur um if me and James or me and Tom Grennan have ever gone home together and I'm like <laughs> really um like oh, right on no. the nose but no we haven't but if we have gone round to each other's houses it's quite funny because it's just such a different vibe like when I've been round to James we've ordered a massive Nando's takeout and I think I've had a cup of tea um oh. which is just so not sexy at all like <laughs> um, and his girlfriend and the cat were there so no we've definitely not been home to so no, <laughs> no. Uh, this search I found interesting Ella Henderson, come dine with me. Have you been on it? Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> when? Um, okay, so I actually, so one of my really close friends from school, um, we was in the same year together and we're like really best friends, is Regan Gascoigne. And his sister Bianca did the celebrity version of it. Oh um, yeah. And at the time, like this was when I was like 14 or 15, um, she used to come watch me and Regan in like school shows and was obsessed with my voice. So she was like, oh my, it was like a Christmas rendition um, of Come Down With Me, like a, a show. And she was like, oh my God, would you come sing like a Christmas song like as my entertainment? Aww. And I was like, go on then, I'll do it. Um, and that was like my first ever thing that I did with like a TV. Um, I'm basically just in the living room performing to Bianca, Linda Nolan, um, like singing All I Want for Christmas. And it's so funny because the amount of times that gets played now because I'm on it, it's so funny. And I always get like tweets being like, why is Ella Henson on Come Down With Me? Like singing <laughs> the entertainment. Um, it's so funny. I always forget I've done it as well until it like pops up again. I need to find that. I need to find a, a repeat of that for sure. Would you go on a show like that? Like are you a good chef? Can you rustle a little something, something up? You know I'm actually quite good in the kitchen. My mum is an amazing cook, so I feel like I've learned from the best and grew up with the best. Um, I'm nowhere near as good as her and my sister, but yeah, I'd, I'd actually love to. My favourite thing, though, is I'd love to do um, the Great British Bake Off. Um, oh, yeah, that'd be amazing. Two reasons. I love baking, and secondly, I'm obsessed with Paul Hollywood, so I just feel like I need to do it at some point. I just want to get the handshake and the glare oh, from his That's face. it. And those eyes, those beautiful no. eyes. He's such a dilf. He absolutely is, isn't he? Uh, the next search is Ella Henderson Brit Awards. I know you've obviously been nominated a couple of times. So is that is that up there as one of your you know career highlights? Yeah, for sure. I think um, at the time I can remember like everything just happened so fast and was a whirlwind. So at the time being nominated up for one, surrounded by the artists that I was, was just very surreal. Um, and I just think like obviously coming away with a Brit award and winning would be the best outcome. But I think like being nominated and just being recognized is, is an amazing feeling as well. Um, I guess next on the bucket list is to actually come home with one. Oh yeah. It's on, it's on. Oh my God. Can you hear my belly rumbling? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my God. It's rumbling so loud. I can hear it. I was going to say um... <laughs> there's, there's a chimney fireplace in this room and I don't know if it's a pigeon that's like at the top of it, but I can just hear like, <laughs> I like, thought it was oh, just you. You were just really appreciating the questions. <laughs> okay, let's pause a minute. Ella and I are off to the river to pray. Why don't you go and do the same and then meet us back here after this ad break?
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, a brand new podcast bringing together people's real ghost extraterrestrial and paranormal stories, as well as getting some inside details from those who study the supernatural. I'll be listening through your paranormal stories every week and try to understand them, as well as chatting about my own encounters with an occasional paranormal investigator too. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts from, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Acast. Just search for Paranormal Activity with Yvette Fielding. So we've chucked the autofill suggestions aside and it's now time for Internet Tombola. So we've trawled all the corners of the internet space to find the weird and wonderful questions people have been asking about you and the things that they've been posting about you. So this could be, you know, comments from YouTube, it could be fan art, Reddit threads, all sorts. So let's give the wheel a spin and see what it lands on. Stopped on headlines. So let me pick one out. Uh, this is from STV News, and this is amazing. Teen Battling Cancer records song with pop star Ella Henderson. Yeah. Um, this that's is really just an amazing story. Yeah, I, I pretty much. So in the lockdown, um, but basically there's a girl called Paige um, from, in, who lives in Scotland, and she's, she's battling with uh, cancer. Um, she's only 17 years old and she's a massive fan of mine. So STV reached out to my management was like, can we get her on a Zoom call with Ella? Da, da, da. So of course we did that. And um, when I met her on Zoom, she just like was so, so amazing and so inspiring. So I asked her like, what's on her bucket list? And she said she's uh, one of her big dreams is to record a, a song that she's written in a recording studio. So when we came off the call, I immediately like rang my management and was like can we please make that happen whatever happens like so we did we've we've managed that we got her oh. down to London safely um literally it was a week ago we did it and she'd written this amazing song called I'm going through hell 
Um, and I helped her finish it, helped her record it, vocal it. I played the piano on it for her. I did her backing vocals for her. Amazing. Um, and uh, no, it was a really special moment because her and her mum came down. And I think, um, yeah, it was just beautiful because she was saying to me, she wanted to do something that's not just for her. It's to like inspire kids that are going through the same thing. So yeah, she's amazing, an amazing, amazing girl. And I love her to pieces. Yeah, she sounds like an incredible young woman. Love that. And looking forward to hearing the song as well. That's so exciting. I know, I know. Yeah, hopefully she gets, um, hopefully she can release it or something like that for her. Uh, next, it's landed on YouTube and it's a comment from the music video of Ghost that someone's posted just two months ago. They say, actual proof that 2014 was the best year of music in the 2010s. And no, there's no arguing on that one. Uh, do you think 2014 was a special year for music? Can you remember like what else came out that year? Yeah, I do. I'm sure that 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 was the year of um, Ed's album, The Green One. Was that the Multiply album? Um, Ed Sheeran. I'm sure Ghost w knocked Sing off number one. And I literally like to this day cannot believe that I did that. Um, That's huge. Yeah. And I just, I feel like I can remember just being in the charts with like big artists and it was just very surreal. Um, and I can remember Ed Sheeran being a lot of that. And I, every week it was like, oh, we're going to beat Ed's numbers, um, it, which is like a great way to be. And also like a terrifying way to be because he's just like the world's best artist. Um, but yeah, it was it was a really good time for music. I can remember as well, um, Five Seconds of Summer, they'd just come out. There was like loads of um, new artists coming through, I felt like, in, in the year I, I came out. I need and to go happy. back. Pharrell Williams was, was just, everywhere, wasn't it? I was going to say, I can remember Pharrell was huge that year. Um, and I got to meet him because I was like on a promo run. I can remember meeting him and I was just like absolutely like sotted. Who is it you've met where you've been like, oh my God, I can't believe like we're in the Pharrell. same room? Was it Pharrell? Pharrell? He sang Glow to me. He sang, oh he was like, he was like, he, he was like, yo, hello, da, da, da. And he's like, I really love your song, Glow. He was like, oh, and sang the thing to me. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, how do you know one of my album tracks? Um, and he was like, he was like, no, it's great. It's great. And I was like, oh my God. And then so Pharrell and I were set to be in the studio and, and do a session together, but it never happened just because of our schedule. So I feel like it's still set and destined to happen. And I just would love to do a record. I want to do a record with him and Mark Ronson. That's like my bucket oh. list. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? It'd just be like proper bangers. Wall yeah, to wall kind of like hits. Soulful, like, yeah, mm. I feel like it'd be sick. Okay, this one is um, from Twitter. One user has replied to a video of you at M4 Festival in Swindon at the start of August saying, I love your voice so much. From your first audition when you sang your own song, I was like, boom. She's going to be a star. Your voice is literally insane. Wishing you all the success in the world. I mean, how great and supportive are your fans? Oh, it's really nice to hear that because, you know, online can be such a daunting place, can't it? And you can see a lot of trolling. So when you see good, nice comments like that, it's lovely. And do you know what? I just feel like overall, over the years, I've had so much support and positivity around me and my releases and my music and 
Um, and I'm so, so grateful for that. And I think I miss performing live so much. So particularly that, like getting back up on stage this summer and being on stage and performing live again, seeing fans and seeing my fans get to gigs and see me again, like that's been amazing. Um, yeah, and I can't wait for like the album now so that fans can hear that soon. What song of yours do you get like the most messages about? Like what one do you think seems to have really connected with people? Probably yours. I get so many messages in my inbox and my DMs saying like, I'm using it as my wedding song or we played this at my engagement or this is my first dance song. Um, or even like little video messages being like, oh, can, can you please send a video message? Cause we're using your song for this occasion. Like, I feel like that's a lot of people's like first dance or wedding songs, which is amazing and really, really nice to know. Um, but yeah, I feel like a lot of people connect with that one. And even though like my set is quite lively and anthemic and up tempo, but whenever I come and break it down midway through and sing yours, everyone gets their lights out and knows it word for word. Um, which always takes me back because I never realised how much people knew that record, but they do. <laughs> oh, I love that. Okay, and we end on another one from Headlines. This one's a little bit of a, of a deeper one. Um, this is from The Mail Online. I thought I was having a heart attack in Ikea. Ella Henderson reveals she was hospitalised in LA while battling severe anxiety and panic attacks after leaving Simon Cowell's record label. So talk to me about that time. I can imagine that was quite a horrible time. Yeah, it's just, it sounds so dramatic when you read it out like that. Um, I mean, it's <laughs> in Ikea of all places. Yeah, I know, I know. Stressful enough, right? I think anyone can have a panic attack in Ikea. <laughs> The funny thing about that, though, is they've taken so many different parts of my life and put it all together as if it was because of Simon Cowell or like my record label. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. And that's definitely not the case. Like, it actually was only um, like two, two and a half years ago when that happened to me. And it was actually during the process of like not being signed to a label and going into signing to a new label and um, hit home where like for so long, I've just constantly been busy and done so much with my life and my career that I needed to just take a huge step back from everything um, and reevaluate my life and just make sure that again, like I felt like I was grounded. I didn't feel safe for some reason. I didn't feel like I was in a toxic relationship. There was just so many things in my life that weren't healthy and didn't make me happy. Um, and yeah, like, like mental health and anxiety and panic attacks and all of that is still a process and a journey for me. I definitely like live by um, certain rituals every day now and kind of like have the best people around me. Like I'm so tight with my family again. Lock, lockdown, like as, as I know COVID was like horrific and horrendous for so many. Um, but for me, that lockdown process was kind of came at such a great time in my life. I feel like spending one-on-one -on -one time back at my parents with my mum and dad. I've not done that since I was 15 years old, 14, 15. Yeah, I think one of my biggest things ever would be <clears throat> learning how to live presently. I think I was just this constant worrier of what lied ahead or like, cause my life used to get planned like a year in advance. And that would really stress me out coming from a situation where that just never was my life. So um, I think living presently now and, and just like making sure that I'm, I, I'm, I make sure that every day, like I'm, I do something for myself that takes care of me and no one else. 
And I always say it's like the Gabriella that needs to like be looked after and not Ella. Cause like, that's the me that grew up at home with my mum and dad and just like gets to like, I don't know, like play with her imaginary friends in the garden. And I still definitely have that within me. Like I zone out and I'm, I'm a little daydreamer and I just like, I need to like make sure I never let that like fade and it needs to have it. I need to have my own little space sometimes. And you're now just super open about mental health. And, you know, as someone who struggles with anxiety myself as well, I, I'm all for it. And, you know, the more conversations we can have around it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like talking about it and opening up about it was like my biggest battle. Um, but from the moment I did, I feel like I just felt like less of a crazy person because you do feel so alone in it. Um, and I know that some of it's a weird one as well. I have very, a lot of close friends that have gone through it um, in my industry and out of this industry. And I never understood it until I went through it myself um, and, and go through it myself to until it's like, oh, OK, like this is actually a real thing because um, it's something you can't see. It's not tangible, is it? You can't you can't. It's not like I can go. To, you can't just go to your GP and get like diagnosed or like be like oh can you help me with this it's something that you've got to figure out for yourself with help of others around you and there is help out there and the more you talk about it but it really does have to come from you of wanting to help yourself and like and find a way of what makes you happy again uh simon cow though have you spoken to him anytime recently you know what i haven't spoken to him in a long long time but i do hope he's well and is recovered from because didn't he like break his back or something Oh, I think he did recently. Yeah, I think I remember seeing that. Yeah, I hope he's okay. And um, yeah, I mean, I'd love to see Sai at some point. I'm sure maybe I'll uh, like bump into him in, in the near future at, at some kind of event. And I definitely wish him all the best and everything with his family because I know that he was becoming a proper like little dad life the last time I spoke with him. Oh, look at him now. Uh, that is it, Ella Henderson. Well done on completing the celebrity search engine. How did you find it? I loved it. It was a lot of fun. Okay, before you go, one final question. Who would you like to nominate to go through the celebrity search engine experience sometime soon? Ooh, who should I nominate? Has Anne-Marie done it? No, she hasn't actually. She'd be a good one to go for that. Okay, I'll nominate Anne-Marie because she'll be funny and she just laughs at everything. <laughs> it's worth it for her laugh alone, isn't it? Yeah, it's so yeah, great. So, so weird, but so funny. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to Celebrity Search Engine. Please hit that subscribe or follow button to make sure you don't miss any future episodes. We have got some very special guests coming up. If you're on Apple Podcasts, then please do drop us a review and a rating. Five stars, of course. And let us know in the review or over on social media who you'd like to see on here next. Ella Henderson has nominated Anne-Marie, but who would you like to see? We are at Celeb Search Engine over on Instagram. Until next time, everybody, I'm your host, Abby McCarthy, and thank you for using the Celebrity Search Engine.